As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News on this, the 26th day of January 2022. Today, folks, is National Peanut Brittle Day. How about that? I'm not particularly a big fan, but you know, it's got peanuts and it's got, could have other nuts in it and some candy. Go out and get a box of peanut brittle to celebrate today. All right, a few cruise ships sailing from North America ports today. Down at West Palm Beach, the Grand Classica sails. You know, that's going to be the Margaritaville Paradise in a couple months. Down in Port Everglades, that's Fort Lauderdale. The Eurodam gets underway. Miami, the Scarlet Lady takes off. And out in Galveston, Adventure of the Seas will sail. I'll be on her in April of this year. Today's headlines, which we'll get to after a couple stories about the Freedom of the Seas uh, activities yesterday and this morning. Headlines for today, Disney announces Pixar Day on one of their cruises. Carnival opens bookings for the Jubilee. World schooling education program offered on a residential cruise ship. More cruise destinations at the CDC level four. That's a tough one. Grander of the Seas changes its itinerary. Carnival will follow CDC recommendations on booster shots, but they haven't officially said they opted in to the new program. That's interesting. And a lot more live at 11. All right, there was one significant thing that happened yesterday. Actually, there were two things that happened that I'm going to share with you this morning on board Freedom of the Seas. One, despite... Um, uh, what I've been trying to stave off for months now, and Hot Air Tom has been fussing at me about the length and shagginess of my hair. I broke down, went to the spa, and got uh, my new friend Isaac from Mexico to give me a good haircut. And this is the new do, folks. I mean, I look absolutely gorgeous. Uh, no, I don't. Anyway, here's some information about Isaac and my haircut. Okay, for all of you guys out there on my channel, and especially Hot Air Tom, who's been fussing about my hair for some time, see where I am? 
I am in the spa on Freedom of the Sea. This gentleman behind me is Isaac, and he's getting ready to make me beautiful. Nah, he's not going to make me beautiful. But I'm at least going to get rid of some of the shagginess for tomorrow's show. All right, guys, I just wanted you to know I'm getting the haircut. All right, folks, Isaac is working his magic. We're getting closer to the finished product. I now weigh 47 pounds less than I did about 20 minutes ago. And there's a pile of hair on the floor that they're going to have to bring a bulldozer in to clean it up. I will definitely share a picture at dinner with the final dude. Anyway, Isaac's done a fabulous job. It's been a great time sitting here chatting. Wearing my mask, folks. I'm sitting down at Cafe Promenade. It's early. I'm having some coffee. Actually, I had a couple donuts, too. Um, I've discovered a new weakness. Red velvet donuts. Oh, my God, were they good. Anyway, those of you that have been watching know that we've been experiencing some difficulties with Wi-Fi. We think we have the signal issues worked out so that we'll be able to get through the show today without breaking apart like it did yesterday. But just to cover my butt, I am taping it in clips as opposed to trying to go fully live when we uh, are on the air. So that's why I'm doing it this way and, and doing segments early. Uh, and then we'll play those back. Also, if I get really stuck, uh, I'll lean on uh, Nanook of the North, John Reitmeyer up there in Crookston, Minnesota to run the show as he's been doing the past couple of days. So that's why I'm sitting in front of the Cafe Promenade yesterday. If, by the way, you are listening to this via the podcast, you can always access uh, the broadcast on my accessible blog, accessible, accessible, excuse me, accessadventure.net. The tongue won't work this morning. My blog is accessadventure.net. Uh, each podcast episode is on the blog. Or you can get the blog at any of the places you normally listen to podcasts, or get the podcast rather, like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for travel and cruise industry news, and you'll get the old fat guy. Now, I am going to be posting some pictures and some clips throughout today's show. I'm not sure that John actually got to the pictures yesterday, so I'm going to uh, use some of them, plus some new ones, plus some clips, plus some information that I got on Freedom yesterday. So you might, if you're listening to the podcast, folks, you might want to go down in the description of the podcast, and there'll be a link to get to the video portion. It'll take you over to YouTube, and, and you can watch so you can see some of the pictures and the clips like of Isaac giving me the haircut. Yesterday, the other event of the day was at lunch. 
I'm going to be sharing and hopefully, I don't know if I'll have time to get a, a video put together, but I went to Azumi Sushi and they had a, a special program which paired five courses of sushi and with five Japanese adult beverages. I'm not a big sake fan, folks, but I tried. There was some regular sake, there was some creamy sake, there was some sparkling sake, there was a mixed drink like, uh, it's called the Geisha Girl, but it was yummy, it was really good. So parts of it I enjoyed, parts of it was eh. The sushi end of it was fantastic. I don't know if any of you are sushi fans, but Yellowtail, oh my goodness. I could have I could have sat there and eaten that all day long. But anyway, it was quite a program at Azumi Sushi yesterday. So here's a few clips and information that I gathered from the sushi restaurant yesterday. I'll be back with more news, pictures, and some information about this after I share with you this sushi portion of the program. And one of the things I haven't checked, folks, is if you can, in fact, hear me. Uh, that's, you know, we've had audio issues. As far as I can tell, you should be able to hear me. I do have a picture. That's the uh, yellowtail uh, yesterday, uh, which was just absolutely fantastic. So let's see. Um, somebody dropped me a comment if, in fact, you can hear me. That would be helpful. I uh, flipped over to the chat room real quick. Can you guys hear me okay? Hearing you clearly. Thank you, Carol. Then I've worked out some, some of the uh, bugaboos. I still have one major issue, folks. I can't use my phone as a camera. All of a sudden now, it won't. The computer can't recognize my phone, which is, it just gives you that little weird creature you might have seen when the broadcast started. Now, I can do tapes, clips. Now I can go live with a different camera, but not my good camera. I just don't understand this. But anyway, back to sushi. Uh, the first course yesterday was uh, yellowtail. Um, yellowtail jalapeno carpaccio. Probably pronouncing it wrong. The first bite, I realized how hot the jalapeno slice was on the piece of yellowtail. By the time I got to the, I guess it was five or maybe six bites of, the, of, the, of that, I didn't mind the Hollywood painter so bad because it was a nice blend. Now, that was served with Taiku Black Jumai Jinko Saki. And that'd knock you on your butt real quick. It was, oh man, it was strong. It was too strong for me. And I said, the, yeah, they put in a little glass about this big thing. God. I sipped on that and they came back three times, wanted to refill it. And I was going, no, 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 no. Uh, the second course was crispy shrimp and, and futamaki. Now, again, the sake part of it, I loved it. I'm not the sake, the sushi part. I loved it. The futamaki, which is the large piece, there were two bits of the crispy shrimp. That's pretty similar to what I eat all the time. The futamaki was totally foreign, but it's a huge, huge, big um, chunk. And, you know, a lot of people in sushi, I mean, it was a chunk about this big. A lot of people try, they take 
these great big pieces of rolls and stuff and stuff them in their mouth at once. I don't know how Borgia could do this because it was huge. I cut it into four pieces and still had my mouth full four times. The second course, that, that course was served with She's a Geisha cocktail, which had, um, I think that was on here. She's a Geisha co signature cocktail, refreshing and fruity, it says. It has two ounces of sake, a half ounce of cranberry juice, three ounces of lime cordial, six blueberries all smashed up. It was really good. And I, normally I don't like fruity kind of drinks, but that was awesome. Then the third course was champagne lobster and creamy lobster tempura. And with that, you had Mio sparkling sake. Again, well, there you can see in the picture um, is this kind of pink drink there. That's the, the uh, she's a geisha cocktail. Uh, I really like that. Uh, the lobster, I was looking forward to the lobster. One of the reasons I signed up for this. Eh, it was just so-so. It didn't really have a good lobster flavor. The sparkling sake uh, was drinkable. I like that uh, as opposed to the, the original sake and then the creamy sake in the next course was just, it was awful too. Um, then the next course was, and this one I, I found interesting, Teppan beef fried rice. It comes in a bowl like that. Uh, with some fried rice, which, you know, I'm familiar with fried rice from both Japanese and Chinese restaurants. It's, uh, that's all very similar. But with the meat you see on the top, that was an entire filet mignon. A whole filet cut up into bite-sized pieces and served over the rice. So, I mean, if I mean, some people complain that they eat sushi and don't get full. When you had that on, as the fourth course, you're going to get full. Now, the white liquid up there in the corner, that's in the left corner, that's the creamy sake. Man, it's strong as the regular sake. I'm just one big fan of that. And then the final course, they served you green tea. Again, I'm not a fan. I don't drink much tea. And if I do, I got to sweeten it. And that's insulting to uh, Japanese folks. And that was um, Moshi ice cream. Which is uh, it's has a very strange texture. It's not like our ice cream in this country. It's almost like it has a coating or something on it. Maybe uh, flavor okay. Eh, wasn't wild about it. And this is the this is the room that it was in. As you can see there, that's half. I was on the other half of the room. And the um, when I put this all together in a video, there's going to be some clips from some of the chefs coming over and talking about each course and i'm not sure how much of that uh, was caught um, but we'll we'll see so that is the sushi now that's elizabeth on location as many of you know she has been in quarantine uh, she tested positive on board the Meraviglia. They put her in a hotel in Port Canaveral. And it's, she said it's lucky. Yes, rainy, nasty, 60 degrees, cold. So 
and she thinks Sunday is the next test. So hopefully she can get back on the Maraviglia uh, pretty soon. Um, all right, now let's see where I am in all this craziness. Um, so one of the things I did yesterday was work on uh, doing some filming. I got quite a bit done. And um, looked at accessibility literally all around this ship. I don't know that I've got that uh, loaded. Yes, I do. Uh, looked at the accessibility on board Freedom of the Seas. Found some areas of concern. I mentioned that I was sitting down at the Coffee Promenade having a cup of coffee this morning. So I don't have the mask up because I'm sipping on coffee. Good coffee, by the way, from Allah from the Ukraine. I'll play a clip and sort fix me some coffee here just a minute. But yesterday I, I did a good bit of, of work on the ship, filming and doing my studies for accessibility issues. And I found some issues that I'm going to bring forward to uh, Bob Pettit and the powers that be with Royal Caribbean on how they might be able to improve accessibility issues on the ship. Where I really found problems yesterday, overall, the ship is very accessible, very well done, very well laid out. Staff has been extraordinarily helpful. That part's good. But up on deck 11, where there's a couple of the swimming pools, a bunch of the hot tubs, there's some issues that just don't fit in a playbook for uh, disabled or uh, extreme mobility challenges of uh, my brother. Now, I'm lucky, folks. I'm just uh, mobility challenged. I can go up a couple steps if I have to. I can walk a little bit if I have to. But these are issues around several of the pools up there where they are inaccessible. You have to go up steps. There are no ramps. There's a bunch of hot tubs that are totally inaccessible. Now, there are no ramps to any of the hot tubs that I saw, at least on deck 11. There was one ramp to one of the pools. So there's one pool, and I point out in the video, I don't know if I'll get it played today, or if you'll see it in the ship's tour video, but there, there's one pool that does have a ramp. Now, on the other side of that, all you have to do is go to one of the staff members or lifeguards, and they will go get you a lift and set it up for you and lift you from your chair or scooter and swing you around over the stepped areas into the pool. So, yes, you can get in but it doesn't score very well on the accessible score as far as I'm concerned. Uh, again, I'm a little different. I can get by with a, a couple steps. As long as there's a railing, you know, I can go up a couple steps to get into a hot tub. I mean, still, it was a little cold for me out there yesterday, but there were people in the water. Uh, it's much warmer today. It's uh, 72 and that was at 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, so it's probably going to be a nicer day today in Nassau. I am planning on going ashore uh, just to see how the construction project's going. I'm not going to do an excursion. I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm going to get the show done. 
a little after noon, I'll probably get out of here and go uh, ashore to see what's happening with you know, my little friend that makes the pina coladas in the straw market and just to see how the construction project is going. So, anyway, found some issues to bring with the Royal Caribbean on accessibility issues. So, uh, here's a couple things. Uh, we will have uh, uh, some pictures from Nikki and Roger at Bora Bora, and there will be a clip of Allah getting my coffee this morning. And we'll do that. And then the news for today, right after this word from one of our network sponsors. Back in a minute, y'all. And back after a word from one of our network sponsors. And a couple of things that were mentioned there. Here's my coffee this morning. two sweeteners and you can pick whichever one I don't care sweeteners a sweetener you want me to put inside please if you would so happy that I can get an early cup of coffee <laughs> What's your name and where are you from? I'm Allah. I'm from Ukraine. Uh, from the Ukraine. Yes. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Thank you so much. Can I have a coffee? Just, yep. A little bit like. And she was wonderful. Allah from the Ukraine. I did have, um, I sat down there for a couple hours working this morning outside the, uh, in the promenade. And people would walk by and they'd look and, you know, not take people around me were very mindful of the fact that they saw me you know taping clips and stuff and i would be an extra quiet some would come up and introduce themselves and say who they are so anyway that was fun i did go to breakfast the main dining room this morning didn't have a chance to get that one loaded i went to the main dining room because i was starving for my eggs benedict and uh, they didn't have that in the buffet yesterday any place they had locks and bagels which I didn't get yesterday, so I'll probably tomorrow we'll go back to the buffet uh, so I can have my locks and bagels. But the, the eggs Benedict was outstanding this morning. I had a nice uh, fruit plate with it. And I did work on my vegetable levels in the main dining room. I had another one of those. Uh, the, the, the Bloody Marys here are fabulous. That might be some of the best Bloody Marys I've ever had. All right, so we got a bunch of pictures, and I'm not sure how much of this may have gotten played, and I said that several times in here, uh, but it's hopefully it's going to get caught up on pictures that I had not uh, shown yet. I'm not sure if uh, they got shown, but anyway, let's see. All right, folks, I got a bunch of pictures to try to catch up on. I'm not sure some of them might have been flashed and some of them weren't. 
Uh, one of the things when I first got on the ship, <clears throat> several people wanted to know my emotional uh, standing as I got on the ship for the first time in two years since I sailed last. And of course, I had all the health issues in between. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, because I'd gotten so early, everything died. I didn't have a camera. I didn't have a computer until I got to my cabin to charge up everything. So I really couldn't capture that when I actually got on the boat for the first time. But this was the last uh, little bit going across the gangway. And of course, I'm in a wheelchair being pushed. Then they parked us for a couple hours till the uh, cabins were ready up in the uh, uh, windjammer in the buffet. And I did have a little penne pasta with a Greek salad and a little puff pastry that was, it was really good. I was hungry because I hadn't eaten all day going to Raleigh and flying to Miami and then getting to the port and finally getting on the boat. Uh, the main dining room uh, for dinner uh, the first night is just absolutely gorgeous. I'm down on deck three. Uh, you can actually, there's entrances and balconies around uh, deck four and five in the main dining room. The uh, first night I had a Caesar salad which was quite good. I had a, a shrimp cocktail. I'd already eaten one shrimp out there. I'm having trouble remembering that I'm supposed to take pictures of my food to share with folks. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm getting better at it. Uh, that was a prime rib the first night and it was exceptionally good. Then uh, the second night, oh, I don't have those loaded yet. So uh, then the other pictures that I wasn't sure if had gotten uh, uh, loaded yet was our friends, uh, Nikki and Roger out in Bora Bora. I failed to load those before I came on my trip. And then with all the issues we've had with Wi-Fi, I'm not sure if they got shown or not. So anyway, this was um, on a Bora Bora and it is a safari uh, that uh, went up all around some of the views uh, uh, Nikki said were spectacular, and and Rogers uh, said uh, all I cared about was throwing Nikki in the back of the truck for the first time in years. No, he didn't say that. By the time Roger gets home, he's going to be ready to kill me, I'm sure. But anyway, <laughs> they had a lovely trip up there, and there's some of the scenery on Bora Bora. I've never been uh, to that area. A uh, combination of jungle and and beach and water it's lovely just lovely okay that's Bora Bora so be back with more in a second do you have a bad back bad hips bad knees or any other mobility issues think about scoot around For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. And in the next few minutes, I'll be jumping on my scoot around scooter and riding it down the long pier here at Nassau in the Bahamas to go check on, see how the construction project's going. So that's going to come up ahead. But anyway, if you need a scooter, folks, or 
like I have oxygen concentrator right here in my cabin, my room. Uh, you get that from Scooter Round. And it was waiting for me here. It's just that the issues that I have, and I'm not sure if it's Royal Caribbean or the port or both, they should have let me get, be pick up my scooter uh, curbside or at least in the, the building. It would have been so much easier. The, and then, the, you know, because I was early, which was my fault, then they just parked me and I had to sit and sit and sit and sit. And I was, you know, if I had the scooter, I could at least ridden around the, the, the ship. So, anyway. All right, I do have to get to some news today, folks. This is a new show, is it not? Let's see, how did I do that? I'm not even sure. 26, 22. That looks good to me. So, in 2023, Select Sailings on Disney Fantasy will feature a brand new theme sea day, Pixar Day at Sea. The celebration will be offered on Select Seven Night Voyages and bring to life the Pixar tales of Toy Story, Monsters Incorporated, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, and more. From morning through night, passengers will have the opportunity to dance, play, and interact with their favorite Pixar pals, including Woody, Buzzy Lightyear and Bo Peep from Toy Story, Mike, Sully, and Boo from Monsters Incorporated, Joy and Sadness from Inside Out, Doug and Russell from Up, Mr. Incredible, Elast Girl, and Frozone from The Incredibles. New Nighttime Spectacular will call on guests to help with The Incredibles save the day, and families will be able to join their favorite Pixar characters for a big dance party bash. The first of its kind theatrical experience will bring to life the story of Miguel and his family from Coco through live music and puppetry. Pixar Day at Sea will include a new interactive character dining experience hosted by Sheriff Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye. They'll kickstart the day with sing-alongs, cowboy serenades, lots of favorite country breakfast fixings. And the passengers will be able to immerse themselves in the underwater world while dining an animator's palette with visits from Finding Nemo friends, including interactive conversations with Crush the Sea Turtle. Bookings for Carnival Cruise Line's next XL ship, Carnival Jubilee, have now been opened for sale. Jubilee is the line's third XL-class ship following last year's Mardi Gras and this year's upcoming Carnival Celebration. By the way, they just put the big funnel on the celebration yesterday. The vessel will spend its inaugural 23-24 season sailing from Galveston, Texas to Western Caribbean on seven-night itineraries beginning November the 18th, 2023, folks. Mark it down if you want to be on one of the early sailings of Jubilee. Uh, port calls will be Cozumel, Costa Maya, as well as Rotan, Honduras. Storylines, a company that's building a new residential cruise ship, has announced that will feature the first ever world schooling youth education program. Parents who have residents on board the MV Narrative will be able to enroll their kids in a unique ed educational model 
which will provide them access to a living world-class education, the world that's academics, learning pods, tutoring, workshops, classes, academic advising, clubs, physical education, and mentorships. Onboard teachers will focus on experimental learning in exotic locations around the world, hosting small group pods that learn about regions they are traveling through in a way that incorporates multiple subjects and hands-on projects. The pods will meet one or two days a week with a focus on project-based based learning related to the current region where the ship is sailing. Field trips would include things like studying ancient art history at the pyramids in Giza, literary his, history at Shakespeare's Globe Theater in London, archaeology at the Moai on Easter Island, and marine biology on the Great Barrier Reef. How cool is that? And what I thought of, folks, I mean, it's expensive to live on those, those residential ships. They could package this maybe and, and sell online education programs to educators around the world and maybe offset some of that. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has made another round of travel advisory updates by increasing to level four for 15 countries, including more Caribbean cruise destinations and one that's going to affect me directly. The CDC is popular cruise destination of the Dominican Republic, Jamaica, and St. Martin, this time on the French side of the island. Last week they did it on the Dutch side. Uh, many were elevated from level three to level four uh, after some having previously been level four during the height of the pandemic. Jamaica, one of the popular cruise destinations and where I'm supposed to go twice in the next two weeks, um, went from two. Make sure you are fully vaccinated before traveling to Jamaica. Now that Jamaica is back at level four, it means the country has reached the criteria for elevated level and says if you must travel to Jamaica, make sure you're fully vaccinated before travel. For a country to be at level four, there needs to be more than 500 new cases over the past 28 days per one is the number of tests completed for, for 100,000 people over the same 28-day period. There's also different data sets for countries over and under a popular size. This update from the CDC follows a previous round of elevated travel advisories on the 18th of January that included some of the popular destinations like Bermuda, St. Kitts, places in the Bahamas, Turks and Caicos, St. Lucia, Panama, Grenada, and of course, like I said, the Dutch side of St. Martin. Even there, though, though there are many cruise destinations at the highest level, folks, the CDC advises avoidance in place. It's crucial for cruise passengers to know the cruise ship has the protocols working to ensure they remain safe. Now, I've been on this cruise ship now for this just day three. 
I have not felt unsafe at all. This particular cruise, most everybody is at any indoor facing. When you're eating and drinking, you can take the mask down. Uh, but you get on the elevator, you got to have the mask on. If Like when I was walking around filming, I had my mask on. Um, some of us even wear the masks outside. But then some of us are taking all steps to make sure that we're safe. So that's uh, that's it with that story. Go with the flow because things are going to change on a daily basis. Okay, sorry about the little bit of breaking up there, folks. I'm not sure uh, if, you know, this is more signal issues, uh, but it does appear that I am at least still online, which I have not been for the remainder of the week. By the way, that's uh, just some proof of uh, my vegetable levels uh, uh, where they need to be. That was, I think that was last night at dinner. I actually had a Bloody Mary dinner because I hadn't gotten one during the day yesterday because I was running around like a nutcase all day trying to get signal straight and shows done and films. I uh, was just wild on very little sleep. So uh, anyway, hopefully tonight I can stay up long enough to do a little bit more of the nighttime activities. I have done nothing in the evening so far. Uh, but anyway, that's a, that's a Bloody Mary. I've had two of those now on the ship and they were yummy. Grandeur of the Sea, sailing from Barbados on a seven-night Southern Caribbean island cruise, has had its itinerary shuffled for a cruise departing on March the 13th as the islands of Trinidad and Tobago remain closed to cruise ship traffic. Besides not calling in Trinidad and Tobago in March, the vessel has canceled its calls to St. Kitts this week. It shows once again that there is much uncertainty for cruise destinations, something that guests needs to keep in mind when sailing, in the upcoming weeks and months. And folks, if you can't take the changes at a moment's notice, don't cruise. But if you can and you're flexible and you go with the flow, I feel, feel perfectly safe on this ship with all the protocols in place. And I haven't had a, a doubt in my mind that I made the wrong decision in cruising. Carnival Cruise Line has updated guests on plans to operate vaccinated sailings, including the possibility of the booster shot becoming a requirement. Carnival Cruise Line continues to follow CDC guidelines to ensure guests and crews remain safe, despite the conditional sale order ending January the 15th. I found this one a little troubling in that Carnival has not come out and said, I'm opting in for the new program, as other cruise lines have. This indicates that they're going to go along with it, but they haven't come out and said that they're opting in yet, but they're still not under the, the color chart. I checked this morning. They're not gray. They're like normal with some greens and some yellows and some oranges on the CDC's color chart. That's it for the news. We'll see if uh, John can take care of the chat or if I'm taking care of the chat. And... 
Well, we're going to find out if I can, if I have enough signal to get over to the chat room. And if I'm maintaining that I can uh, keep it going. So we'll see. Uh, I haven't, as a matter of fact, John had some issues this morning. He had to take Bob to a doctor's appointment. Wasn't sure if he was going to get back on time. So, and I have not heard from him. So I don't know if he's here or not. But anyway, let's see who's with us. Hopefully I'm still coming through loud and clear. Katie's with us. Hi, Katie. Elizabeth is with Buenos Dias, everyone, from a rainy 63-degree day in Port Canaveral COVID jail. All as well, though, still no symptoms. Thank goodness for that. Carol's here. Hi, Carol. Gretchen's here. Sorry to hear you're in COVID jail, Elizabeth, uh, Gretchen says. At least you're feeling okay. Amy's here. And Seafair Chili. Yeah, I like that. Yes, I am too. And I'm just, yeah. Well, it's hard to put into words how happy I am uh, this week. I, I've tried to do it with the, uh, with Crystal, the New York Times uh, a reporter. And by the way, folks, they were, they were hoping to get this thing started in the middle of February. It's looking now it's going to go over to their uh, launch week, the first uh, week in March, and then I'll be show two. So I'll be the subject of this new podcast on the New York Times. I, uh, if I'm not supposed to announce that, then sorry. But we'll see. Elizabeth says, nice haircut. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've never done that before on a cruise. All the years I've cruised, I've never, I've never stepped foot in a spa before uh, for any of the, those kind of things. But yeah, I walked in, wasn't even sure if they did haircuts. I figured they had to, and then they took care of women's to, you know, do's and things. <laughs> but that's never been one of my areas of concern. But yeah, nice haircut. I was, I was pleased with that. Nikki's here. Hi, Nikki. How's things out in the Pacific? I guess you're heading back for LA. I don't know when you when do you get back into Los Angeles? I have not had time to check on the schedule and where you are. And I know you're in the, that long haul back home now. Carol says, "Looking handsome with your spiffy haircut." I never look handsome with that. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Gretchen says, "Looks good." Amy says, "You do look gorgeous." Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's nice comments. Jack's here, says, good morning from Conroe, Texas, where it's 42 degrees. Yeah, it's nippy down there, too. Man, I tell you what, I have been freezing. That's a little more comfortable today. It was earlier, it was 72, and I don't know what it's done out there since. I haven't been outside at all today. Uh, but I was literally in long sleeves and long pants until I, I took a shower this morning. Um, and by the way, I have not talked about accessible issues. And I have not done a, a, a filming of the cat of my cabin, my my room. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, but when one of the reasons I like to do a cabin tour, you know, a little film around the cabin when I first get there on the first day before I got junk scattered everywhere, because I got here and was had to immediately start yanking and pulling plugs and stuff. And I only have two plugs in this whole place and I've got a charge about six different things. So, uh, yeah, I haven't done a tour yet, but, uh, it, the, the bathroom, the shower set up 
or somebody with mobility issues is awesome. Now, it's one of the reasons I, I don't know if they have accessible cabins at other levels, but this is an inside cabin because I, I didn't ask for an inside. All I asked for was, you know, wheelchair accessible. So, I, I mean, I don't mind that it's in, I don't mind inside cabins at all, but, you know, who knows? I might have taken a, 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 you know, an ocean view or even a balcony if it was offered with accessible uh, issues, but I don't know. Anyway, I, I never pay that anymore. I don't pay that much attention where the cabin is. You know, I'm not like some people that says, ah, if I can't get a balcony, I'm not going. Uh, also, I've never tried to upgrade uh, once I'm there. I mean, especially with having the issues, uh, you know, I want to make sure the issues are taken care of. I've got an accessible cabin so I can get my scooter in and out and have room to charge it up and still move around the room like you know, obviously, I've taped a great deal here in, in my room. Although I, I enjoyed doing my work down at uh, uh, Cafe, uh, Cafe Promenade this morning. That was that was nice. It wasn't overly noisy, and I had coffee. And I, so I'll probably head down there again tomorrow morning. Tomorrow we're in Coco K. Interestingly enough, C A Y for most uh, Bahamian islands is key. It's pronounced key, but Coco K is pronounced K. I'm not sure why, but it's spelled the same, but the different pronunciations, even right there in the Bahamas. So, so be it on that. Of course, everybody's speaking back and forth. There's Emily. Hi, Emily. Glad to see you today as well. That's where Carol says he's clearing me, hearing me clearly. That's amazing after the, the technical issues I've had on the, you know, two previous days at least. And there was just that one clip that was pretty ragged. The rest of it seemed from my end, from what I can tell, the rest of it's gone reasonably smoothly today, even though I did a good, a, a good bit of it taped. But then the tape issues is I have to tape it, then I have to upload it to uh, YouTube, then I have to download it back to my computer so I could get it uploaded to StreamYard. And it's a pain in the, you know what, process. And it takes time, and especially time on iffy Wi-Fi signals because it doesn't go fast, which is why I didn't get everything done I wanted to do. And so I just go click, click, click. But at least now I know that I can stream and I can talk. And if it breaks up some, I just apologize and keep on trucking. Uh, Pete's with us. Good to see you on board. Looks like you're having a ball. I am, Pete. And there's an interesting thing. So Pete's the, the big cruising for solos guy. They had a uh, meetup last night. Only they didn't call it a solo meet and greet. They call it a singles meet and greet, 18 and over. So I did not know, and there was nothing, uh, at least that I found on the schedule from, you know, the first night. Uh, but there was last night. I didn't like the wording. I couldn't decide if this was a bunch of young kids that were going to meet up that were out looking for sex. That's almost the way it sounded. 
or if it was in fact solo travelers like me that you're not interested in the other you're interested in sitting around and talking to folks about traveling and traveling solo and you know the good the bad and the ugly you found a good deal something those kind of things that we sit and talk about when we're all together and you know meeting people and things so anyway it was down in the in the pub so after dinner last night crystal and i, I crystal uh, came and joined me for dinner last night so we could sit and chat while, you know while we're eating and um, we went down to check out the meet and greet and they had a trivia contest going on I asked all kinds of people, where's the thing? Where's the meetup? Oh, well, uh, there's not, it's not here. Yeah, maybe it's over there. So they point to another bar, or Sorrento's. Couldn't find it. So I have no idea if there's a meet and greet for solos uh, on the ship or not. Um, if there is, it has not been well publicized. And quite frankly, folks, where on a longer cruise, I would make sure there's a group, at least a meeting. I've been too busy and, and doing it with no sleep. You know, that was, a, I made a couple bad choices in starting this out, flying the day of the cruise. That was awful because I, I got no sleep the night before. We left the house at two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I had the last things I'd do, I, you know, I had to get up and get a shower. And then I had to pack up all my computer and cameras and everything, all the wires and crap that I used uh, for working the ship. Uh, and then drove to Raleigh and got on a plane at six o'clock and got into Miami a little after eight. And that's what started the whole problem with being way too early. If I'd come in the night before, I could have sat in my hotel, even if paying the extra money and, and come over at a more reasonable time. Yeah, it's that just, just so, you know, I started it off with no sleep and, and not having access to my phone or computer or anything because everything was dead because I was sitting around waiting for so long. Emily says, no sushi for me. Man, I, you know, I was that way, Emily, probably till about your age now, and maybe even a little older than you are now. Uh, when I decided my, my niece has always been real big in sushi and she talked me into trying it and I fell in love with it. And since then, uh, you know, we go for sushi. Well, not so much during the pandemic, but uh, when things we had that couple month period that things were better in my area and we got to go out to restaurants there for a while, you know, we went back to our going for sushi regularly. I, I just, I'm enjoying, I love it. So Everything looks delicious, Nikki says. By the way, Nikki, how's the how's the food been out in there in, in the uh, in the Pacific? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard you talk much about food, so let us know how things are on the Viking Orion. Kenneth, we're up in Pennsylvania, of course. Was it smooth getting on with all the COVID tests and such? How many Miami Vice drinks have you had so far? Okay. Uh, yeah, it was no problem at all once I've, I got <laughs> the handle on doing this. Now, I've got to go through it again tomorrow uh, you know, from the ship. 
because I checked here and Royal Caribbean will not give me the test on board since I'm going to another cruise ship. So uh, tomorrow we're at Cocoa Key and then we go back to Miami the day following. And then I'm in at the hotel for a day uh, and then get on the seashore. So tomorrow I have to take the test and, and call the proctor and all that business. Uh, so hopefully I will be able to have a decent enough signal to do it. I suppose I could wait until I get into the hotel uh, after we land and, and that'd be one day instead of two days. But uh, anyway, I'm going to try doing it probably tomorrow and getting it out of the way because it's one less thing in my suitcase, which is crammed full. Uh, as far as drinking, I have had two Bloody Marys and I had one pina colada. And that's it. I haven't even had a bourbon on this entire cruise, I don't think. Did I? I might have one. I had one uh, bourbon and Diet Coke, and I had uh, one pina colada, and I've had two Bloody Marys. So I've had four drinks. Uh, and that's truthfully, folks, as much as I talk a big game, and as much as I did years ago, I drank lots on cruises. That's why I don't buy the drink packages. I just don't drink that much anymore. Now, I drink a lot of Diet Cokes, and it's like I do at home. I got to have at least the Diet Coke package because they'd break me if I had to pay for my Diet Cokes. Uh, Gretchen got four free COVID tests in the mail today. That was fast. I, I asked um, sister and brother-in-law to get those uh, mailed in, too. I didn't get it done before I left home. So... Before I go back into the house after, you know, traveling and flying back to Raleigh and then Amanda picks me up, what I want to do is at least get access to the test, test myself after I get into the airport there before I get into Amanda's car even uh, to make sure that I'm good so I don't bring anything back to her and then have her bring it back to my sister and brother-in-law. I mean, if something should happen, then I test positive and, you know, park me in a motel or whatever I have to do until I clear. But, you know, so hopefully she's going to bring uh, one of the uh, free tests that they're sending out uh, when she picks me up at Raleigh Durham Airport. Kenneth says, we were on Freedom 12 years ago. It's a beautiful. Ship. I, I really like the ship and uh, the staff has been just outstanding. I'm on Freedom again later this year, too. Uh, with a, on a group cruise with, matter of fact, I got JJ's, uh, JJ Cruz's uh, shirt on today uh, and a T-shirt today instead of long sleeves, so, which is amazing. Uh, but I'm doing a group cruise with them uh, on Freedom. Uh, it's seven or nine, is that nine days. I don't remember. Anyway, it's in the summer, summertime. I'll be back on Freedom. But yeah, I like Freedom a lot. A lot. I really do. Did you meet up with a New York Times reporter? Yes, Nikki. She was uh, she was in Lynchburg for three days. We worked a lot at the farm. Uh, then she left on Saturday to go to Richmond and flew in on Sunday. And I, of course, I flew in Monday morning. Uh, we uh, made access once we were on the on the ship. We did not meet up in the terminal. Her time was later than mine. And of course, I was here three hours early. Uh, but as soon as we got on the ship, we met up. 
we've done several sessions. She was in the, like she was in the sushi. She doesn't like sushi. She's like, Emily, she doesn't like it. Uh, she was in there uh, with her microphone and, and you know, I was seeing what I had to say about the first couple courses of sushi. And then she left her way out. And then, of course, everybody that was there going, what's that? You got a microphone stuck up your nose. And so I explained to everybody in there that, you know, it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be on New York Times. The New York Times podcast they're developing. And I'm going to be a, you know, a subject. So, uh, but yeah, she, and she's like last night at dinner, she had the microphone there, you know, to, to ask questions and things. And so, you know, she's, she works, she works hard. I like, I like her a lot. Uh, the one time she tried to pin me in a corner during the interview back home, I really think that was, she was playing devil's advocate and trying to bait me into uh, saying something I didn't want to say. And I, I, bulked right back so she found out that you know my beliefs are well set you're not going to talk me into saying something just to smooth over somebody if necessary and by the way i did say this morning on uh, i called him bob pettit the royal caribbean guy that's in charge of accessibility issues on all royal ships it's not bob it's ron pettit so i did say his name wrong Bob Pettit was a basketball player about a hundred years ago for St. Louis in the NBA. But anyway, um, Ron Pettit, and he's, uh, he has already agreed to come on one of the shows when I get home. Um, or maybe I could get him on one of the days when I'm sitting in port waiting for the next ship to sail, but we'll see. But yes, uh, Nikki is going quite well. She's got a lot, a lot of hours worth of stuff to edit and stuff, but that's what she does. That's her thing. It would drive me nuts because she's going to have to go from 17, 18 hours of tape down to uh, less than 60 minutes. Big job. Jack says, how did you get to your room and the scooter around? Okay. I had wheelchair service, uh, it, and it wasn't bad. I, I thought I was going to have to, you know, use my walker a great deal of distance. <clears throat> they got me a wheelchair quickly, uh, but then I was too early. So I had to sit, which I sat on my walker, which it has a seat, for about an hour and a half before they got everything disembarked from the cruise before. And we're set up to open to for people to come in. So once I finally got in, they they brought a wheelchair right to me where I was sitting there on my walkers. I had to do no walking at all. Uh, then the wheelchair service going through security and all that business. Uh, it was not as thorough a pat down as uh, the airlines TSA. Boy, when they pat you down, which they have to me because of. You know, I set everything off uh, with the, the alarms and stuff. And then they have to check my oxygen, too. You know, my, my portable oxygen unit. They have to check my hands. I had never had that done before. They check you to see if you got bomb residue and stuff. But anyway, uh, then when I find that, then they parked me in the 
a buffet for uh, like two hours till the room was done. When the room was finally done, <clears throat> I asked a, a guy, I said, okay, you know, the, the guys that wheeled me on board the ship, they just kind of parked me here and I haven't seen them since. Now that they just announced that the rooms are open, how do I get down to my room? Because I sure can't walk that far. I said, oh, no, no, no. We'll take you right now. Just, you ready to go? And then God talked to him, said, okay, let's go. And so I had, you know, you can, with my big walker and, and my carry-ons and stuff were in the seat. So I could be pushed in the wheelchair and pushed the walker. So it worked out well. And then I got, once I got to the room, uh, then, then I was a piece of cake because the scooter was here. Yeah, I, I took a little time to get a little bit of charge on things you know, maybe a half hour or something. So I had a little charge back on my phone. Um, and then, uh, this, you know, took the scooter out and took off. That's, you know, wanted to go for sail away and it was too cold. And I, that's where I had the bourbon was uh, after I'd come back inside after freezing outside. Um, and that's when Crystal and I met up the first time was in the afternoon there. So other than that, the scooter around scooter has been fine. The oxygen concentrated. They actually gave they gave me two. I guess in case one breaks down, there's this backup here, uh, which I'm just used, of course, at night. And I have, quite frankly, folks, I have not used much oxygen at all once I got on the ship. I mean, I, ha I haven't gone to the work of fitness center which I promised my therapy guys I would. I will do that when I get back from going uh, on shore this afternoon because I did promise my guys that I would, you know, work out some for them. And, I, and I'm going to keep that promise. I will definitely have the oxygen kicked up high for that. But just for riding around on the scooter, even when I've had to get up and walk a little bit to a table or whatever, I just, I haven't been, I don't, I haven't been needing it um, around my cabin here. Yeah. I, just for safety's sake, I, I keep it on all night when I'm sleeping or trying to sleep. But once I get up to sit back here at my computer, <laughs> no matter what the God awful times are, it's off. Now, number one, it has to be plugged in and I've only got two plugs. I'm going to try to correct that in, town today but um yeah i haven't been using much oxygen but yeah it's fine you know everything you know got the units here scooter's been fine last night after i quit messing with my computer and phone and stuff i did plug the scooter in to charge up because i was down a couple lights but i didn't get down halfway and yesterday i did a lot of I did a lot of filming yesterday, so, uh, and that was on the scooter, of course. So, uh, let's see if anybody else has said anything. Also, sending out N95 masks. You know, I had I ordered a bunch of uh, of the 90 N. I don't know if I ordered N95s or KN95s. I never can remember what they are. And mine never came in. So the last day before I left, I ran down to my little local hardware store that had them in stock and bought, uh, you know, a 10 pack or whatever it is of these. 
Um, and then the, one of the curious things, and I, I haven't asked anybody about it yet, but Royal Caribbean gives you uh, gives you a couple masks. But these are just like the medical, the, the blue medical masks that I wear, used to wear all the time. And then they told me that that's not the best thing to use for uh, the Omicron, that you want to use the N95 or the KN95, which are these things. And yet Royal gave us two of these masks that are similar to, of course, the medical masks. I was kind of surprised at that. But anyway, there's not been any problems on this ship so far. And it's probably sailing at, I'm guessing, 55 60%. I don't know that for a fact. Um, it's not overly crowded, but it's, you know, you know, a little bit of crowd. The other thing I'm real pleased about with these folks, other than masking, is most everybody is really in tune to social distancing. I've seen very little issues with people getting up in your face and too close and getting too many people on like an elevator. I haven't seen an elevator overloaded yet. Not a single one. People just, they're satisfied. Oh, it's okay. There's four people on that elevator. I'll wait for the next one. And it's no problem at all. So you might wait an extra two minutes. Who cares? But anyway, yeah, I have felt totally safe this entire time. Yeah, all the folks, uh, though, I, I was talking to several Ukrainian crew members and they're all worried about their family back home. So that was a good thought by John Hill this morning, Amy. Uh, Gretchen says we bought a bunch for the crews still using them. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, as long as we got to use them. And then the other thing, I'm not sure how long you need to keep them. I'll probably, I'll change this one tomorrow, I guess. I mean, if, you know, it's not soiled or anything. I don't think they wear out until they get floppy. Well, this isn't yet. It's still pretty stiff. Yeah, I got sex bombed again. And uh, John and I decided uh, when we were talking, getting sex bombed, we're blaming on hot air top. So just because he's the right person to blame for the sex bombing. And yeah, I saw that while one of the clips was playing and uh, deleted it, Emily. Uh, so, Gretchen says, Jack, you should go on Jubilee. You're so close. I'm going to go on Jubilee. It's definitely going to be another trip to Texas for me. Um, yeah, I, I'd kind of like to, I'd like to do that one. We'll see. And that's where I apologize for the breaking up. Let's see if anything was said after that. Uh, looks like a great ship. Yes, it is. Um, I understand that you're on the ship. Carnival is fun if you cruise when kids are unlikely to be on board such as September right after Christmas vacation. I've heard Mardi Gras is more like NCL than Carnival. And by the way, I found out something that I didn't know as well. I've been saying all along the Carnival Mardi Gras. That is incorrect. It's just Mardi Gras. Celebration that's coming out this year 
is Carnival Celebration. Jubilee, I think, is just going to be Jubilee, not Carnival Jubilee. I don't know why that's the case. All the other Carnival ships are Carnival and the name. Don't know why the Mardi Gras is different and why the Jubilee is going to be different. Some kind of inane marketing strategy, I guess. Emily says, I heard Carnival's a party ship. I'm too old for that. I was on the Carnival Sunrise. That was my last uh, last cruise before it shut down. And it was just like it's been since the 70s. A lot of parties, a lot of drinking, a lot of loud music. Um, the, again, I did not mind that. I like Carnival ships. I like everything about Carnival ships. Uh, I've, I've always had fun with the food. I've always had no problems at all with the, uh, the, the bars or the entertainment. And it's been, uh, you know, it's saved me money a lot of times because that, that was the the bargains that you could get was from Carnival. So I've always liked Carnival. Um, but now that I'm looking for um, cruises that treat solos a little better, at least a little break, doesn't have to be full like MSC offered there for a while. But just something that you're not paying double for the space you're in. Uh, and Carnival, they don't give any special breaks. Although there are some some uh, solo cabins now on some Carnival ships that I did not know about. I got to investigate those a little further when I get back to traveling. Or get back to uh, checking it out. Lizzie Lou's with us. Hey, Lizzie, glad to see you again. Thanks for joining us. Just in time for me to pretty much get the heck out of here. I'm going to go into um, uh, check on things in NASA here in the next few minutes. I got to process the show and I'll get that done and then head on down to go in, uh, see how things are going. Have to be back on the ship. I think it's 4 or 4.30 this afternoon. I won't be out, out that long. So. Uh, Lizzie Lou says 50 days till she's on the ballot, lady. Sweet. Um, Nikki says our last stop is Teoe. Hey, Marquesas Islands. Teo, I'm not sure how to pronounce that one. I looked it up at one time. They get back on February 5th. Lots of sea days. Yeah, you got lots of sea days to get from the South Pacific back to Los Angeles. Uh, Katie says, make sure to try Coco Loco on the island. I have that in my notes to get a Coco Loco on Coco K tomorrow. That's going to be there. Singles meet up sounds like speed dating. That's what I thought, Pete. Uh, and if, if that had been the case, I would have just uh, turned around and left. But there was nothing. I mean, uh, so I don't know if it was, you know, just poor wording in the scheduling or because they didn't have a meetup. So I don't know. I'll find out tonight if there's another one. We'll see. Hope you sleep better tonight. Well, I, actually, the last two nights I have slept some, but I still get up to the 
idiotic middle of the night. And because I ended up going to bed earlier, up earlier, which, you know, I, I had to do a lot of work too. So uh, I don't mind that overall. Thomas Gayer's with us. I went to meet and greet on NCL Bliss two weeks ago, and I was the only one there. Sorry about that one. I've done that before too, where there just wasn't anybody. Uh, but when you get to, when you get a group that's a good group, there's nothing better for solo travelers uh, than to have a even if it's a small group, half dozen, dozen people. Uh, it, it's just it's nice just to pass somebody and you know learn some people by name and you know of course I like to pick brains set up interviews and do all kinds of stuff like that too yeah I uh, and I'll see if there's uh, if there's a group tonight I'll definitely get there I've been I've met a bunch of people on this cruise a lot of people hopefully picking up some new people for our channel too so we'll see um I had the free at CNCL package. I had two Bloody Marys every day before breakfast, bourbon and Sprite all day long, and a plethora of mojitos at night. They did not track drinks, so write it down. Thomas, man after my own heart. I used to be able to do that. That's the older I've gotten, the less I put away, my friend, and the less I end up drinking. So, uh, and then, you know, if I drank that much in the day's time, then I'd feel like hell the next morning after all getting up and getting the show going. But anyway, I'm having a good time. So that's all that counts. As long as I got my Diet Cokes so I don't get thirsty and start choking like I ran out. I've got three empty Diet Coke glasses here on the counter. So that was like two from last night and one from this morning. And I got to get another Diet Coke before I go, uh, go to shore. So... Uh, if housekeeping has red buckets, the ship is more than 1% COVID. Yeah, I've heard that one too. Uh, my son is sailing solo on Vista for single occupied prices. Wow. Sweet. All right. So I, I'm going to start looking at some of those things, uh, especially if I, once I get past May, because I'm booked heavy to May when I've got some open times again that I can start looking for, you know, some of the bargain deals. I mean, if you catch the right bargain, even if it's a short time turnaround, you know, sailing next week kind of thing, then you don't mind so much if they, you know, double dip you, uh, you know, if you're getting a nothing cruise to start with. So I'm going to, I'm going to be looking at some of that. Sonny says, you've got some sun. Well, it's, it's sunny outside. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in the sun other than walking around filming, but I'm, I've been wearing a mask all the time, and that tends to make me a little uh, sunny looking. But I actually I haven't been outside. It was too damn cold. It really was. Now, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, it wasn't so bad when I was out filming. And, of course, I had you know Crystal walking around with her microphone stuck in my nose the whole time you know i'm trying to tape into to my phone camera uh, for use for clips and videos and so forth and she's trying to tape to have her content for her podcast so it's a strange scene uh elizabeth says i always like to host the solo travelers group on region 
yeah, that would be that would be fun. As long as you have a group, it'd be fun to do it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. If you're new to this channel, welcome aboard. We do this every day at 11 o'clock. We've had some issues uh, with Wi-Fi, but at least that seems to have mostly been worked out today. <clears throat> so I've gotten through the whole show, which is awesome. Um, my goodness, I've gone way over time too to today. Good heavens. All right, guys, I'll see everybody tomorrow, 11 o'clock uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is, what's that? 4 p.m. GMT uh, for tomorrow's Travel and Cruise Industry News. You guys have a fabulous day. We'll see you later. This is the old fat travel guy heading into Nassau to see what things are like ashore. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.